Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Kayak Fishing Obsessed Podcast. We'll be sitting down with a fresh guest each week. Someone who shares the same kayak fishing passion that runs through our veins. We're talking kayak anglers, kayak companies, lure experts. Heck, anyone who's got a story to tell about landing the big ones from a kayak. We're setting our sights on becoming the number one kayak fishing podcast in the world. You'll get a chuckle, a grin, and hey, maybe even a belly laugh. Because we believe in the power of humor. But above all, we're here to educate and inspire. So, whether you're a seasoned kayak angler or just dipping your toes into this exhilarating world, join us on the Kayak Fishing Obsessed Podcast. It's time to reel in adventure, camaraderie, and the joy of the catch. Here's your host, Darren Wendell. Hey, welcome to the KFO Show, guys. Podcast, podcast episode number 49. This is brought to you by the Wendell Fishing YouTube channel. If you love kayak fishing, I have over 900 videos on the subject. And if you stop on by, make sure that you leave a comment. I do my best to kind of respond to all of those. So thank you so much. If you are not live and you're listening into the podcast, maybe you're working on your kayak, maybe you're out fishing. If you're in the south, not in the north because it's snowing right now and I hate it. Uh, maybe you're driving to and from work. Whatever you're doing, I'd love to hear from you. So hit me up on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. I would love to hear that you're out there. Also want to thank a uh, special shout out to our newest channel member, Lake Fork Man. Thanks, brother. If you guys are interested in supporting channel some way, head over to the join button. You can see all the different perks that are available at all the different levels. Guys, I'm excited because we have a pretty sweet pipeline of guests coming, coming up. I got KC Kayak Fishing tonight. We got Nate Goodwin Fishing on the 5th, Matt's Fishing Mission on the 12th, Mainstream Fishing on the 19th, and then Bass Fishing HQ, which is a guy here who has a channel just absolutely destroying it here in Ohio. So I look forward to having him on as well. Keep in mind, this is a recorded uh, but interactive podcast. So if you're live, interact, folks, and if you have questions or comments, throw them in here, and I'll do my best to answer them. But... Without further ado, let's have KC Kayak Fishing. KC stands for Kyle and Crystal. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having yeah. us. Awesome. Well, I want to first off, what I love to do with all my guests is kind of hear their story, right? How did you get into fishing? When? And like, why did you start recording it? And the last, I want you to kind of follow that up with how you severed your artery in your hand while working on your DIY <laughs> kayak trailer build. <laughs> that's what, that's really that's where I want to say. Yeah, it's a good one. So I saw a video, there's blood on the inside, still <laughs> inside yeah. of your kayak build. And then yeah. I saw photos, which thank you for the warning, uh, Crystal. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was pretty gnarly. But walk us through the story. I'd love to hear it. All right. So I've grown up fishing my whole life my dad was really into fishing my family on the west coast of vancouver island here is big big anglers saltwater anglers so i've always kind of had that passion from a young age i would say and then for crystal it was more so when we first started dating i mm -hmm. think that we got into the into the fishing together and we started off as bank fishermen yeah. fishing for bass and trout and stuff and then slowly slowly evolved took her out on the family's boat a couple times and she was hooked from there so yeah. to say <laughs> <laughs> and then the kayak fishing thing i mean it all depends on how deep you want to get into it i want to go deep this is a live show so uh, we'd like to take a few we like to go a few layers down i know we talked for a little bit before the show um our stories are kind of similar with um the past of how we came into kayak fishing um i guess it, it was five years ago Five, six years ago, I lost my dad to a massive mm. heart attack. He ended up passing away. And it was two or three years after that. Like, I was in a bad place, just a dark, dark place. Um, and it, I thought, like, the the solution was we need to buy a boat. 
<laughs> that'll get me out of this funk. I need to buy a boat. So we're sitting in a, <laughs> I need a huge liability. I, I just yeah. need it in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're sitting in Euclid, which is our vacation spot that we go visit family every year and sitting there thinking, and I'm up late at night one night and I stumble across a YouTube video of um, Robert Field. Oh yeah. And, the Marlon video. Yeah. With Adam Fisk. Oh. And Classic. it was goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> From then on, it was, we're buying kayaks. And yeah. she didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Well, he showed, <laughs> he showed me the video and said, we're doing this. And I said, what? Uh, and I thought he was a little bit crazy at first. And uh, so he decided he's, he's going to the store. He's putting an order in on these kayaks. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm rolling with this. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm rolling with it. Okay. Um, I love kayaking. I'd never tried fishing from a kayak, but I love kayaking. So I'm like, you know what? We'll try it. And yeah, I went from there. <laughs> yeah. And it I, did, it, <laughs> when we did get the kayaks, there was no, intention of starting a youtube channel there was no i didn't even have an instagram or a facebook account like i was not into social media at all and slowly but surely we realized within our first season maybe season and a half of how much time we were spending on the beach and the boat launches talking to people right about the boats about the gear about everything and it was kind of like a light bulb went off in our head like there's something here especially with the husband and wife aspect of it well, yeah the duo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you should start a YouTube channel. And he was like, actually, we should. And I was like, oh, I was just kidding. I did this. <laughs> Joke. Not, don't actually want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. so then it did. I noticed like there was a turn in my mental health from starting the kayak fishing and then going diving into YouTube and communicating and interacting with people that I've never met and stuff. It, it definitely totally changed my mindset around my situation with losing my dad. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Don't the, and we uh, realize too, that I think for any couple, especially when you have a young family and you've got all the demands and work that having something just for you. Um, and especially as a couple is really important. Mm. Um, something that you can bond over that you're both passionate about. If you can find that, I think it's an amazing tool for your marriage too. Um, that whole self-care thing is, you know, is important, yeah. but especially as a couple as well. Yeah. You don't see, I mean, how many other dynamic kayak fishing duos are there out there? Are there out there? I mean, you guys would probably know. Are there any? I, I mean, not that I know. <laughs> not that we've come across. No. Okay. Okay. If you happen to be listening in, and you know of another couple who does this and has a YouTube channel around it, not just fishes together. I know there's a lot of those, but actually like do this together as, as, as the thing, content creators. Throw that in the comments. I'm curious. As you guys were talking, I remember the moment where I realized it was a long time ago that there are fishing specific kayaks. And that moment, I just remember just being so joyful in that moment. Like, really? I always thought of them as recreation and wow, there's a world out here. And I, I, I even ha I always see that in people's eyes as they as I could you know as you can hear people, especially on the lake, and they might be a hundred yards and they're all on the dock. And you can hear exactly what they're saying because their voice travels so easily, and you hear them talking about your kayak. They're like, "Oh, I didn't realize," and they're talking about your pedal kayak, and it's almost like they're having that same eye-opening experience that you had years ago when you got yours and and fell in love with it. Um, mm -hmm. And you also mentioned, and I think it's really important. It kind of segues to really great for your marriage. Because you guys have, you got a fleet of children. You got four of them. <laughs> We're yeah. one short of a, a lineup for hockey. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you, there you go. Yeah. Four. <laughs> yeah, and our last was twins, and that was uh, that was a journey. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't easy. There are five now, but um, yeah, it was it was hard. So I'll, when I when I think of like four or five kids, all I think of is each one has to have their own fishing kayak, right? Um, yeah, you're gonna have a fleet. You need your own like building for them. Yeah, they're super into it. They love watching the videos and stuff that we put up. And it's been great bonding with our kids over the fishing. It's so much fun just to sit there and talk fish with them and Teach talk about them. the kayaks and even just filleting the fish when we bring them home. They're always, can we poke the eyeballs? And yeah, <laughs> they have like their, their own little kayaks and uh, <clears throat> they just, you know, rally around in, in the bay there. But uh, they're... They're always talking, oh, I'm going to put a fishing rod on mine, and can I have a net, Dad? And so it's pretty fun to watch. Oh, love it. I got a few comments here from those listening in. Boz and Bates. 
<laughs> you remember your power cord this week? Yes, awesome. <laughs> it is in. In the middle of the show, I had asked fishing with Gramps last week. Hey, can you take over for me? Yeah, I go that. find my <laughs> find my power cord. Um, cooler lid AP120 must came on a little late. Who are these lovely folks? And you haven't shared where you're from and kind of where you fish because we're going to get into that in detail in a moment. Yeah, so we're Casey kayak fishing. I'm Kyle. That's Crystal, <laughs> and we're on Vancouver Island in British Columbia, Canada. Um, strictly saltwater fishing. Right now, we started off freshwater fishing. I don't really know why we didn't go back to freshwater fishing when it came to the kayaks, but the only time our kayaks have seen freshwater is when we were practicing flipping them in the lake, and that's it. <laughs> they, they, haven't, they haven't been in the freshwater since, so I think we might have to make a make an appearance in the freshwater again. Heck yeah. I think we just got hooked on it. Like it wasn't intentional, like, oh, we're only going to do salt water, but um, we love nature. We love the ocean. We're surrounded by it here on an island. So it was natural that we uh, were drawn to starting off in the ocean with our kayaks. And then we just, we love it so much. We haven't tried anything else yet, but yeah, um, we've been discussing branching out and trying some winter fishing and getting out there on the lakes and that. So it's adrenaline too definitely adrenaline on the yeah. ocean <laughs> oh i bet because weather and all that stuff is a whole new a whole nother level yeah. it's not like hey i flipped my kayak i can just pull it you know 30 yards over the bank it's uh and we'll talk about kind of i want to dive into the nuances of saltwater fishing in a little bit um bucktail fishing in the context of our earlier conversation he hears all the time his kayak's like a bicycle <laughs> all, yeah. all the time uh i love it all right let's hop into kind of it's you know it doesn't matter if you freshwater fish doesn't matter if you saltwater fish tell us about the boats you guys have your yaks and walk us through kind of what you love about it some nuances you're like oh man because there's no perfect kayak what you wish yeah. you could change or what you plan on upgrading to do you both have the same boat uh that'd be super cute if you guys did <laughs> but we do oh that's awesome yeah. you got twins color. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. love it. um all right hit, hit me with what you guys got yeah so we got um we decided to go with the Old Town Sportsman PDL 120s. Mm. And the main reason for that is there's not too many other dealers on the island, Vancouver oh. Island, where we live. So it yeah. just kind of made sense for warranty purposes and to pick them up and stuff. It was a lot easier. Okay. Um, and the 120, we weren't so sure about for offshore. Like we put our order in for the two 120s and then we said, okay, let's go get a couple big waters when they come in because they're going to have extra boats. And apparently they were all spoken for. And it, as it turns out, they weren't spoken for, but we already took our 120s and, and took off into the sunset. <laughs> and we love them for offshore. Like when we're trolling salmon and stuff, we don't, we're not covering huge distances of water. We're in world-class fishing a couple hundred yards off ashore. Mm. And we're only, even when we're trolling salmon, it's one and a half, two miles an hour. Like we don't really need the big water mm -hmm. like necessarily. Right. And it's a lot heavier. So it, I'm glad we went with the 120s definitely nice so how's your, what's yeah. your setups on, on those your, your power kind of your nuances because you guys run different trolling um rod holders and stuff like that because your setup is mm -hmm. completely different yeah so we run scotty rod holders which basically come in front of us from the right hand side and they're going across our body and then we have a downrigger off the left hand side and our lines will be attached to the downrigger, which is just like a little hand crank winch. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much you guys know about I, I salmon. I salmon fish in like yeah. for <laughs> so we, familiar. So we run five and six pound balls on a Scotty Lake troller, which it's only so, recommended for four, but yeah, we push it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get deep, but the uh, yeah. So the and for power, like it's it's a very basic setup. It looks like a lot, but there really isn't a whole lot going on there. It's mm -hmm. Um, we re recently just partnered up with Dakota lithium. So we're running Dakota 10 amp hour or 12 volt, 10 amp hour batteries. And then for our GoPros, it's just a power box 10 in the yeah. hatch. Yeah. Simple. We're running Garmin striker fours. Like it's, it's very minimalistic, even though it looks intense. <laughs> well, cause it's yeah. almost space. I, I yeah. love the striker four. if anybody ever asked me, Hey, I'm looking for a budget, um, entry level, or even if they share how they're fishing, like for you guys, you're just looking at depth. You're not trying to track fish at <laughs> 70 feet. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense for what you guys, what you guys are doing there. Um, well, Dakota so um, I'm looking for a battery right now because I just picked up on a Black Friday deal, Ooh. the Newport Vessels NK180. Um, nice. So I have a pedal drive as well. I love pedal driven fishing. 
I, I, I probably will never stop that. But there are places and there's some lakes around here that are so large, I never get to fish the backsides of them because I don't have the time to get back there, except maybe right. once or twice a year. And that's where I want to be a lot of the time. So um, I'm, I'm goofing around with the idea of making a battery and it's possible. And so I'm working with my brother, who's an engineer, to see if I can put one together. That's that LifePo uh, lithium um, phosphates, iron phosphate batteries. So stay tuned. There might be a video coming out on how you can make your own for probably half the price. But the color lithium is like the standard uh, and really great batteries. So they're awesome. There. And you're working with them. So that's also, yeah. that's also nice. Um, we'll talk about sponsorships here. Maybe we'll circle back to that. We never got around to how you severed your artery and blood okay. went over the inside of your back. <laughs> what? You, you tried to well, start that. Yeah, so you can, I'll, I'll show the, I don't know if the scars. Oh. Whoa, yeah, there's a scar. Yeah, it's nasty. She can tell the story. It's, it's so he was making a rod holder for the trailer and his mother, his mom was visiting my mother-in-law and you have kids, right? You know that sound when they spill a cup of juice and you're like, you hear the sound, you turn and you're like, oh, you guys, well, I'm sitting there watching the news and he's behind me in our dining room and I hear that noise. I, it sounds like someone dumped a thing of water and I look and I'm not kidding you. It was blood just pouring off the table onto the floor and he's holding his hand and he's just looking at me and I'm like, what did you do? And he's like, I don't know. It's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's bad. And his mom is like screaming in hysterics. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, Oh, it's not good. And so we realized very quickly that the bleeding was not controlled. Um, and so I'm like, this is a 911 call guys. And luckily our kids had just gone downstairs to our TV room. So they were oblivious. They were downstairs. Um, so I called 911 and the 911 operator, I don't think understood the severity because she's like, well, what happened? And I said, he cut his hand with an exacto knife, but it's really Oh, deep. that's an exacto knife. And it's bleeding a lot. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, well, can you just tell him to take his hand off and take a look? I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. So he did. And it like literally projectile shot all over our wall. And then my mother-in-law starts screaming again. <laughs> it's Kyle probably the helping calmest. the context of the 911 operator. Like, okay. Yeah. Screaming and Kyle the was the calmest one. He's like, you guys, it's like fine as he's turning ghost white. So anyway, yes, the ambulance came. Um, I followed behind the ambulance to the hospital and he got taken care of there. It was, we, we were there a long time. It was a long wait. Uh, they had to turn a key his arm, do a tourniquet. And the most the horrible part for Kyle, I think, was they Not the fishing. tourniquet wasn't working. Oh. And so she actually was like, okay, I need you to take a deep, deep breath. I have to pinch your artery with my hand. And so she literally like reached in there and Oh, she's up in your under your skin. Oh gosh. Yes. And feeling all this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was it was really bad. Yeah, I turned down painkillers just because I have a little bit of a, a history with painkillers. <laughs> so um, I said I wanted to be Mr. Tough Guy. Like, no, no, it's fine. I'll just get the freezing. And yeah, they couldn't freeze it until they control the bleeding. So yeah, she shoved her hand inside my hand and <laughs> grabbed my wow. artery. That sounds... Yeah. How the, the biggest question, how does it affect your fishing or is it like you're offhand? No, I missed every tendon. I just hit the artery. Like it's completely fine. It's numb on top. Like there's some nerve sure. stuff there, but yeah. it, it's fine. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my reeling hand too. So that really would have sucked, but uh, uh, that's wild. What, how do walk me through? Like, I thought you had a solve cause you're making rod holders. What were you doing? Uh, no. that exacto knife? Yeah. So we're, I just built these rod holders and I lined the inside of the holes with foam. Um, and then I realized that I didn't really need the whole thing lined with foam because it was just too hard to get in and out of the hole. So okay. then I was going to slice the top part of the foam off. So I'm holding, I don't know if you can see that. I'm holding the rod holder like that and slicing Ugh. up to cut the foam and watching TV at the same time. Yeah. And it just... I think you got complacent because it was like near the end of the day. He'd been doing it all day and he was tired. And our son had just been up there and was like, Daddy, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm making this rod holder. And he's like, whenever you use a knife, be careful. <laughs> and then it was like literally minutes later that he cut his artery. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Always cut towards yourself and up. I guess. Oh, yeah. Lesson, <laughs> yeah. lesson learned too late. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Right, I got some comments over here from those listening in. Lost in Tackle. Casey, you ever have any sea life? Think that your kayak is food. Yeah. What do you guys deal with, like, with wildlife up there? Because we've all seen the videos. People are kayaking, and like these whales are like breaching next to, 
or swallowing up kayakers is crazy. <laughs> um, we can we can never get them out of our head. I know that's like yeah. once in a lifetime stuff, but do you think sharks? What are you guys dealing with? Uh, we've had whales. Um, yeah, like gray and humpback whales. We'll see them off in the distance, and you can hear them before, like if they're jumping around and stuff most of the time before they're <laughs> underneath you. So we kind of keep an eye out and see if they're starting to come towards us. We it's amazing. Head it's, the other way. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love seeing them, but it is a little nerve wracking because when they go down, they go down for a while and you don't know when and where they're going to pop up. So it's a little bit of adrenaline, but um, yeah, I appreciate the whales so much when I, when I do get to see them. Yeah. Sea lions and stuff haven't really, I've had more problems with sea lions and boats than I have with the kayaks. I don't know why. Huh. But um, we never, we use stringer clips and they go behind our seat. We, the fish never get like dragged in the water behind okay. our boat or anything. That's okay. just asking for trouble. I think the main problem that we have is with eagles. Yeah. <laughs> really? So we have, yeah, the eagles where we fish out on the West Coast will be sitting on the rocks to the entrance to this bay. And guys come by, they feed them rockfish and stuff all the time. We always like to descend the rockfish back down but sometimes they float up or they get out of the net and they're off the hook and you got to go chase them while we're battling eagles trying to <laughs> let us descend our fish we don't yeah. want to find yeah but That's for the most part wildlife awesome. it hasn't been an issue we don't have yeah. sharks to worry about here although i have heard of great whites coming this far we've north. had jellyfish get caught on our downrigger balls and stuff so you gotta be a little careful bringing your stuff up because you don't want to get stung we have quite a few jellyfish species here but um yeah, so far we've been okay. We haven't had any run-ins. Just the exacto knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just yourself. Your biggest. Uh... Oh man. Well, I want to switch gears because I saw a video that you posted, not on your YouTube channel, but one that I saw on your Facebook channel. And it's not one you guys created, but it's one that you seem to be passionate about. It was Trudeau's plan to decimate an entire industry. I didn't listen to it because I wanted to hear it from you. But what are you dealing? I usually don't get into political stuff, but. I'm interested in what you're dealing with only because that's at the authority of the highest level. So what is being introduced that, and what's the industry we're talking about? Yeah. I don't really pay too much attention to the like politics of fishing and stuff. I try not to get into it, but yeah. I mean, I would definitely recommend people go give that one a listen. It's just the liberal government's plan to, destroy a whole industry i mean i feel bad for the sport fishing guys yeah. all over the island and the guys that run charters and stuff too and even the guys that run their commercial boats i mean it's just i think something has to be done but there's no plan in place to okay. really maintain the species of or maintain these constant returns of salmon i think they just think that heavy regulations and stuff will do the job when i mean it's all an honor system anyways it doesn't <laughs> there's not really much much uh checking in on everything i think there there's quite a few things that could be done differently but you know we just posted that and i didn't really pay much attention to it <laughs> no it's interesting. i've always I, was, I thought about watching it didn't have time because i was working it's a long one lunch it's a long one okay yeah if you're interested in that head over to their their page on youtube and you can see a link to it probably seven or eight posts down um usually that'll be I, the last political post that i make too yeah that's like yeah that's like me i don't i don't usually like to dive into that but when you start trudeau talking about fishing trudeau doesn't care what kyle and crystal think anyways so no. <laughs> never know never know i love it yeah. all right i had a question here from those listening in and they said this is a good one um Wait a second. Oh, Bucktail. <laughs> Ouch. My memories from working OR rushing back. <laughs> Doing that with no painkillers. You're a boss. I love it. I don't recommend it. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Take the painkillers. Take up. Cool. It. AP120. Here's a question for you. Have you upgraded the tracks on your old town kayaks to aluminum? And for those who were like, why would you do that? Explain kind of. I know the answer to this because I watched your yeah. video doing it. But explain for those why you would do that. Yeah, so definitely we did upgrade them. We're um, we represent Pacific Yak Angler too. I'm not sure they make if you've heard of them or not. They're a Canadian company that makes aluminum replacement tracks for the old towns. Okay, um, we got a set of theirs on our boats, and basically the problem for us it was never like the tracks ripping out of the boat, like getting pulled completely off because. I mean, adding an aluminum track, it's still screwed into the exact same holes that it would be right. Right, if it was a plastic track. The problem was our 
gear getting ripped completely out through the track because it's flexing too much yeah it's yeah. a plastic track and we're running a five pound ball on it and it's just and it op- popping yeah, out in your back got it, it opens up there's a lot of force there's a lot of tension on there so that was a must for us like i just about lost a rod net luckily i managed to grab it and i mean replacing to the aluminum ones has been the best upgrade i think by far yeah that and, and then the var aluminum rudder on our boats too has made a huge difference definitely all right Aluminum parts all the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, there's so many things that I wish a lot of these boats came stock with. But nonetheless, all upgrades, all fun things we can make videos about. Um, but all expensive yeah. things. Because expenses. Yeah. And you guys have it like times two. What do you do What do you do you for work? I'm curious. I work at a pulp mill here in outside in Nanaimo, BC. <laughs> What's a pulp mill? So we basically paper? turn wood, wood chips into pulp that then gets turned into paper mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. I'm extremely fortunate to have the job that I do in this market. It pays for all of this and I work shift work. So it's four on four off. So I get four days off a week to, you also do two days, two nights. So, which is not easy. Yeah, it's not easy, but I mean, there's harder jobs out there. (laughs) It's not like I'm working a crazy hard job or anything. So you're saying you have a couple of days a week that are, although you're tired from working (laughs) back to backs like that and that long, Okay. Yeah, you can go out fishing. Yeah, yeah, midweek fishing is fun. There's not as many people to be oh, out there yeah. with. And yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> heck yeah. Oh, I got a question here from Fishing Adventures with Connor. Welcome. He says, What's a good pedal drive kayak that is stable, not crazy expensive? I do mostly river fishing on the lower Columbia River. Do you guys have an opinion on this? I mean, we can only speak from the old town sportsman, like the PDL 120s, because that's the only kayak that we've used. I wouldn't recommend something to someone that I haven't tried, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're a great boat. They're heavy. They're not as nimble. Like if you need something that can turn. But they're stable. They're definitely stable for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. That primary stability. Yeah. This is a great question, Connor. However, for myself, I love, I've, I've, I've had a couple kayaks on uh, pedal drive but neither of which I would recommend for river depends on your depth in your river. Are you talking like shallow? Are you talking, you know, deep and slow moving rivers? Um, then it, it's hard to give a recommendation when you're not, they're not entirely sure how you're fishing it. But, um, I just did a video, how I believe the bonafide P127 is one of the most underrated pedal drive kayaks out there today when it comes to mm-hmm. stability. It's not crazy, crazy expensive, um it's not cheap either i mean you get what you pay for but anything anyways great question if you are listening in and you're like hey i got a recommendation throw that in the comments so um this is the beauty of having a live show and have a lot of people coming in live that you just don't have to hear our opinions you can hear others who may have a kayak and maybe broke it for you so thank you so much for that question all right let's uh switch gears a little bit um let's talk through just really quick i'm curious your video setup how do you guys setting this up? Do you run dual cameras, single cameras? Well, you have two cameras because it's two of you. Um, yeah. It started out um, just with the GoPro Hero 9. Like, that's how we we started out One joking. Camera. Yeah, like that whole joke, like, let's start a YouTube channel. And then yeah. my and mom... I, I bought it for his birthday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so there you go. go. She started this whole thing. So, yeah, we started out with the GoPro Hero 9. And it was great. But, of course, you need to upgrade stuff. And there's so many fun toys that you can get for oh it. Gosh. So we did external mics and media mods. And yeah, and ex- we had the one camera to start. And then um, what was happening is I would be, you know, drifting off doing my thing and I'd get a big fish on. And then he, he told me like, if you get one on, tell me and I'll come over. And I'd be right. like, so in the moment that I'd forget to tell him, I'd just be like, oh yeah, fighting this fish. And I'd be like, oh yeah, Kyle, come here, come here. And then he'd come and I'd already have it in the boat. And then he was like, we need to get you your own GoPro. This is mm-hmm. this is crazy. You're catching some good fish here. We need to get you on camera. So then this was the first season we just had where um, I had my own GoPro, which was fun. It was really yeah. fun. So who yeah. edits all the videos? Because you almost got like two. <laughs> <laughs> With four kids, I would never have the time, to be honest. Um, Kyle's job, if you want to explain, he is very lucky that he can do it all at work. Oh, chill out. He can't well, say like, that. Well, not can't anymore. all of it. But <laughs> most no, of no it. one's really supposed to know that, I don't know. <laughs> post, post Everyone edit. knows that. Yeah, <laughs> no, this is live. Can we edit this out? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
you got uh, those listening in. They run GoPro eights. Uh, was that? What we got here? Bucktail. I have a GoPro eight black. The wife lady. <laughs> the wife lady. Can't give me the wedding gift. <laughs> uh, now I just need to use it. Kind of like my fish finder. I hear you, man. I got a nice fish finder. I'm, I'm getting ready to do some videos on it, but I uh, digs. I still run a GoPro five. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. They're all still it. good though. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it works, I mean, you could get wild and crazy. For those of you, and let us know if you're listening in, if you're like, if you've always tinkered with the idea as I want to start a YouTube channel and start videoing us, but haven't done it yet, let us know. I'm just curious how many there are of you because I waited way too long before actually starting mine. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I, I thought about it for a year and a half. And man, I wish I would have pulled the trigger a whole lot earlier. Yeah. But best time to plant a tree. Um, 10 years ago. Next best time is right now. So, yeah. uh, all right, let us know in the, in the comments if that's you, if you've been tinkering around with it, or maybe start it. If you got any, we got a couple comments popping in here. Bucktail, that's me. That's him. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next question here. Let's talk a little specific to the types of fish that you target. I think it's a lot of fun. So, what what does targeting salmon look like from a kayak? Lingcod from a kayak? Um, rockfish and PBs for all of those. And what's the weirdest thing you've, you've ever caught? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want to take your lingcod? She's the lingcod queen. So, oh, all right. Yeah. So, the lingcod are my favorite fish to catch. Um, they just have a lot of fight in them. And sometimes we do the vertical jigging up and down. We usually use swim baits for that. We've used live bait as well, okay. um, or not live bait, sorry, but bait. And we've recently kind of gone more towards the, uh, we use a 10 ounce swim bait. Okay. And the reason for that is you're not having to check your gear all the time. When you're using bait, you're constantly having to reel up, check, make sure it hasn't fallen off or the fish took it. Um, and so I really like jigging. We also will kind of use a trolling method with the paddle tail swim baits as well. Uh, just kind of slowly drifting it on the bottom. And that seems to work too really well with the lingcods. Um, How deep are you fishing? Mm, links are usually 75 to 100 yeah, feet usually is what we're, we're down there and you're yeah. only a couple hundred feet offshore for these yeah yeah it depends where we are and you clue it everything's fairly close um closer to where we are in ladysmith some of the spots like that one spot we went to we had to go out a couple miles a couple yeah. miles six pedal you pedaled a couple mm-hmm. miles we yeah. need autopilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you said I love the pedals, but sometimes I do think an autopilot has its place for sure. The only thing I like about autopilots, I, I I don't want something on the front of my kayak that I have to cast around because I, I skip a lot and I just like I, mm-hmm. I just don't think I would like that. I barely like the camera that I have about this tall off my off my bow. So I'm not sure I would love that just for my fishing style. But anyways. But yeah, it mm-hmm. would be nice. That's why I got the motor. I mean, you guys yeah. could throw a. Could you? Yeah, you could throw a stern mounted NK one eighty on the back ears and go. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd have to lose a little weight first, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm right up there with uh, not oh, God. right around now. Yeah, it's uh, it gets scary when I have a 15 pound fish in the back too. It's uh, <laughs> starts sinking a little bit, but <clears throat> yeah. Huh? Have you ever uh, ever flipped? No, no, but you, no. but you've practiced it, which is good. Yeah. Practiced in the lake. Flipped. I was quite close. Oh, actually. Yeah. You got your downrigger snagged on the bottom. That wasn't good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were fishing unfamiliar fishing territory. It was new. And in this one particular spot, I don't know what it was, um, but both of our fish finders were glitching out and um, like not getting giant. a read. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was fishing in that area and I was trolling uh, at about, I think it was about 25 feet and then boom, the bottom came up to 15 all of a sudden. And so I got snagged, but thankfully the line snapped. So we use 
um, braided so that it's for safety, it's easier to cut and obviously break a little bit easier. So yeah, it was a bit nerve wracking, but I, I learned something. Um, don't get too cocky in a new fishing territory and yeah, but all right. Now I'm glad guys, I didn't flip. <laughs> what are your PBs for the, the fish you're pulling out? So for lingcod, my PB for length is 36 and a half inches. Okay. That's a big fish. That's yeah. Fun, and then fun catch. Um, for weight, it was a little bit shorter, but, but heavier. It, was it had big, a full yeah. belly. It was a, just shy of 20 pounds or just over 20 pounds. That's a, that's a nice size fish from a yak. That'll take you on a little sleigh ride. Oh yeah. And then what was your, she's got Mine the was, biggest salmon so far. She's got uh, horseshoes. You, you know where my salmon, did we weigh it? I think it was 17, pounds? 17 and a bit. And it was 34 and a quarter inches. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. How yeah. big yeah. did they get up there? So our salmon, they can get up to 30 pounds. Yeah. I mean, they're few and far between. It seems like more and more these days, but the 30 pounders are the ones that people are going for. And then Northern Vancouver Island, and then you start getting up and towards Alaska territory, they can get up to like 50 pounds Jeez. of salmon. And same with the lingcod too. They can get some big lingcod up there. Oh yeah. Yeah. We yeah. always try and release the bigger ones. I always say if it's longer than our bump board, it's going back because those are the breeding fish. Okay. So that's always a rule that we try and stick to. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you guys don't just catch and release. This is a, like you feed your family, right? Walk us yeah. through, walk us through all that. Yeah. So we've never, we have different seasons open. Sometimes it's non-retention. So you're allowed to go and fish for salmon, but you're not allowed to keep them. Okay. Um, we'll never purposely go out and target fish just to release them. Every time we go out, we have every intention of keeping what we catch. So that means just fishing when they're open, abiding by the slot limits sometimes and stuff. And yeah, it feeds our family. It's, uh, it's expensive nowadays to, to feed four rugrats. <laughs> yeah, and our kids love seafood and oh, we got go. them started on it young. So it's a favorite in our house. Do you have like yeah. deep freezers full of this stuff? Because when you guys go out there, I'm sure, sure you slay between the two of you. Yeah, we had a yeah. pretty good year this year. This was probably our best, but yeah, it was a it was a full freezer. <laughs> yeah. Have you found that with your YouTube channel that you have become better anglers? How's that affected? Has this been your best year ever? I know personally for yeah. me, I'm sure it's different. This was my best year ever because when you do a video you're really forced to research it more and really think through which hones your own skills. And I just know, or, or it's YouTube. If you don't get it right, the people will let you know, yeah. <laughs> Ang especially anglers. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, how's that experience been for you? I think it helps us largely with, even when I'm going through and editing, like before I post the videos and stuff, being able to look at how I'm landing the fish or how I'm pulling the fish into the boat or just little things. Like I got a, I was jigging for, <laughs> I was jigging for lingcod and I ended up having a salmon hit a flatfall jig at like 20 feet deep okay. when I'm waiting for the flatfall jig to float down to a hundred feet before I start jigging. And it's so obvious in the video that there's a salmon on there, but I'm just not even paying attention. I'm just letting the, <laughs> letting the thing fall. I'm looking at it, and then all of a sudden it starts jumping all over the place. So yeah, it's, it's great to be able to look back and see your mistakes and learn from them. I mm -hmm. mean, when Crystal got her first salmon trolling, it was just a gong show. <laughs> I, mean, I got way too excited and everything Kyle taught me and told me just like, went out and I was on full <laughs> adrenaline. I was just so excited and yeah, it ended up being yeah. messy. It got caught all wrapped in my downrigger and Kyle actually ended up hand lining my fish into his boat. So <laughs> your fish into his boat. Wait, 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 The way it's I my see fish. That, yeah. It's, it's your fish. <laughs> it became his fish. Yes. Yeah. Finders uh, keepers. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's good to be able to look back and, and I can show her like, so you remember when I told you to turn right and then you turned left and then you and the fish were playing chicken with each other and crossed in the downrigger. Mm -hmm. So it, it was yeah. a, a really good learning experience. And then the next time out, she was completely fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I am. Um, yeah, oh, good. I'm just saying I'm still learning and I, I love that. Like, I think there's so much to keep learning about this sport. Um, and I don't want to stop learning. Like, I think there's always better techniques, different techniques to try and explore as well. Yeah. No, I love mm -hmm. it. And I love that with any channel, a lot of the information is out there 
multiple times across many platforms. Like there's a million kayak fishing channels, it seems like, or this fishing channels in general, but your, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? So people follow you, support you, love you and your relationship with them. Um, I just love that some people pick up where you're at and they're learning and enjoying the community and others might be far further down the road and they, you know, find another channel. And so a lot of people are like, Oh, I want to start the channel. I want to start a channel. And they just get kind of overwhelmed because they're like, Hey, I'm not a proficient master angler. It's like, well, most people aren't. And they want to come yeah. along someone who's just a little bit further along and talking about the things that they want to learn at that particular yeah. time. So um, I love it. Yeah. All right. Let's head over here. Some of the, we got a bunch of comments come through. <laughs> Uh, over the past and so let me see here um oh yeah when i asked the question how many of you wanted to start a channel and haven't um <laughs> new hampshire fishing gal uh raised her hand trevor wagner yeah that's me i had several videos recorded but never pulled the trigger um, i think we've all been there do um, it yeah i know do it do it the biggest thing is just getting started just start get that first video going yeah man it'll be horrible and it'll... it won't be great no. but it's just it's a starting point um and you just got to work past the doubt and the fear and put it all out there. Like when we first put our first video, we both were like, I don't know, is this any good? Like, what are we doing? No, what are we doing not. here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think getting started is the hardest part. Yeah. No, 100%. We always, we're always our own biggest critics and there will always be someone out there who finds value from what you're putting out. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just that one person. Like yeah. I've learned so much from so many different channels like yourself and chad and chai city yacker and alex i've learned a ton from and even all the guys in california like diehard fishing and even california things. folks yeah even, even california you can learn something from <laughs> 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 yeah there's always something to be learned and there's always something to be added to this game let me yeah you can, you, there's tons of videos out there still waiting to be made and it's just start Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. And I think it's measured expectations at first. Your first yeah. are going to be your worst and you're only going to get 10 people to view it and it compounds over time. And so, and that's taxing for most people. They mostly mm -hmm. give up after five or six videos. Like, oh no, oh, great. I had 10 and now I have 30. This is not worth my time. But yeah. here I'm, I'm three years into it and now videos on average can go a thousand to, I've had some, a couple hundred thousand. So yeah. you never know when they're going to rip, but when they do, it's fun and it's, Less than that in the views and watch time, like at the end of the day, who cares? It's a community that you become a part of. And yeah. I met people at the Knucklehead Bass Fishing Series that I've been talking to for a year, a couple of years, mm -hmm. and met them for the first time. Bucktail, uh, Lost in Tackle are on the show tonight. I uh, met a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, that's freaking awesome. This is, this is why and part of the reason that making the videos and putting in all the hard work is exciting. All right, let's move on a little bit. Um, Trevor Carnwell, K and C brought up a good point. Kayak availability is different here in Canada than in the U.S. Not as many options. Um, so, hey, good job, uh, Old Town, for getting up in there and <laughs> getting that market. Um, Coralid runs a Hero 9 with an external battery pack. That's good. And let me see here. The autopilot sits really low, says Coralid. Do you guys feel the same? Never sat in one, so I wouldn't know. Oh, my bad. I thought you had autopilots. autopilots. That's wrong. You have the pedal drive. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, all right. Yeah, we're working on it. You're an upgrade? We're talking about it. But... Yeah. Uh, and New Hampshire fishing gal, who was on my team uh, a couple of weeks ago for the Knucklehead, uh, joined a little late. What's your YouTube channel? We are talking to KC Kayak Fishing. And as a fun little segue, you guys created a website, which I'm curious. I'm curious, like, what was the inspiration behind that when you have a YouTube channel? So... I have Is there no a vision idea. for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I get, I have a short attention span. I think, like, and I just do things because I think they'll be fun and they, they keep me busy. That's what a lot of this is about. Is just keeping myself busy for my mental health and and just yeah. staying active. You have four children. Oh yeah, they keep us busy, but that's in a different sense. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Something for us and the you the, it was really more for like the sponsors and affiliate marketing and stuff like that. Like I don't, we're not really super active on our website. I'd like to get more in into it and start doing some blog posts and stuff like that. Cause you never know where you can reach someone at. Yeah. hundred percent. How was your experience? I have a ton of thoughts on this recently. And this is why I'm asking the question. What's your experience with sponsors now? 
I know you have sponsors. Um, mm-hmm. Has it been a a good experience for you? Has it been like, okay, this is somewhat frustrating. We're not pinpointing out any specific sponsor, just in general. Um, any thoughts on that? All of our sponsors are absolutely fantastic to work with. And we don't just join up with anybody. Like we've had offers from people for like a 5% discount code or something like that. And it, we're just not looking for free stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm very fortunate to make the money I do. We can buy all of our own tackle. This is just about about starting a community with a bunch of local companies, mm-hmm. except for Dakota. They're not local. They're in <laughs> California. But I mean, we're, we're never going to promote a product that we don't actually use mm-hmm. on our on our social media and it it works great like that like we're family with all of our sponsors like with west coast fishing tackle has been absolutely phenomenal to us this season and i can't thank them enough for everything that they've done for us um and that's how we want to keep it we want to keep it more low-key yeah we're not looking to jump into a sponsorship with like chevy or something like that like (laughs) it's always but it is work. I mean, I think a lot of people get the misconception that you just get free stuff for promotion and you don't have to do anything for it. Like False. it, it is work to sign these contracts and to put out the content, like to stick to your word. And that's something that we've always prided ourselves on, like just keeping it small so that we can kind of commit to the mm-hmm. amount of content that we're putting out or yeah. saying that we're going to put out. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Keep your expectations reasonable because at the end of the day, it is a business. And if you're not performing, they'll bounce you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. If you don't run your YouTube as a, as a business, it's likely not going to be successful, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. unless you just get lucky and get some video that rips. It's a, a sub magnet and so forth and so on. I have some thoughts on sponsors. I'm not going to go into them right now, but just for those who follow the channel, something has been stewing and it's going to be incredibly unpopular. Um, I'm not pulling the trigger on it because I don't work for anybody work for myself here on YouTube. So, um, stay tuned, uh, those listening in because it should be interesting. All right, let's move along. Um, I noticed you guys had a video that said first tournament struggles as someone who just finished up his first tournament. I am curious what your experience was. Um, kind of, so unpack for us. The struggles, I guess, what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) McTush. It was tough. I mean, it was a three-day tournament. Um, The West Coast Kayak Angler Series is a Vancouver Island-based kayak event. And they travel all around um, Vancouver Island. And this was a spot that we had never fished before. Um, So, yeah, it's tough. There was no, like, pre-fishing or anything for us. We kind of just jumped right into it. and there was a ton of boats to compete with it was it was very busy on the water interesting to the point where i just said screw it and started cutting everyone off it <laughs> what <laughs> like, are we talking about like uh not kayaks like actual fishing oh, boats, boats. This, <laughs> yeah this is when the salmon are getting close to to going up the river so they're yeah. all schooling and stuff I would and say staging at least 30 boats out there yeah probably 10 or so kayak anglers i think 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. i mean it was I'll good be- it was interesting it's, it's, oh, I'm different. Sure it's really interesting um yeah it's different when you feel like you have to catch a fish <laughs> when there's <laughs> pressure yeah yeah so there's also the pressure for making a youtube video like trying to get something to put out and then right. there's also pressure to try and place mm-hmm. and and the weather didn't cooperate oh it's it was a nasty weather nasty raining and we're windy. not we're not tournament anglers <laughs> No. I don't think we'll be doing it again. Really? So it kind of ruined it for you. You're like, okay. Yeah, like it's fun to go out and talk to people and meet people and stuff that all have the same passions. I think I'd try it again. She'll she'll try it again. I'll try it. Yeah. There you go. You can run crew. I'm too competitive. I get upset. And I drop too many fish for that. So it's it's tough. No, I get it. I thought I wouldn't love it. Um, however, the KBF series, which is not just a you know a point in time, but over a month, that was a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course we had a tournament now at the knucklehead and that was a lot of fun for me. So I think I'm going to end up being a tournament angler, not like hardcore, like, Hey, I want to go every weekend, but having something that I can work towards. Cause I going into tournaments for me was okay. I have a YouTube channel. 
am I? And it's like, I had nothing to place what I was doing against. So was I any good at this, this whole kayak fishing thing for my channel? Or am I just a mediocre angler, which is fine. It's just like to know kind of where I stand in that. So going through all the tournaments, like, okay, this is what I'm saying. Actually hold, I, I can actually, I can hold my own here um, through, you know, fishing against other anglers, which was, was interesting and encouraging because I put a lot of time and effort into developing my craft. So it was nice to see that it was actually paying off mm -hmm. in results and not just one time, but consistently month after month. So that was good for me. So I'm excited to get into that and I look forward to doing the knucklehead again next year. Should be a good time. You did pretty good for your first tournament. Uh, yeah, I was surprised myself. I mean, that is a ginormous world-class bass fishery. Yeah. So I don't know. I just brought a little bit of, I think what I felt at ease when I got down there, it's pretty intuitive to fish for me and the weather and the cold front that came through. I was like, this feels just like Ohio three weeks ago, um, which I knew how I was picking up then. And so just, I had a great week. I mean, second on the pre-fish three fish. And then of course the win big bass was, man, I don't, are, am I ever going to have another tournament like that probably not i should probably just stop right now if i was smart um <laughs> retire undefeated definitely hooked loved meeting everybody down there but yeah it was good um let's switch gears a little bit the nuances of saltwater fishing versus freshwater because you started out freshwater you moved to saltwater so you got like things like communications and different degrees of safety that you could think about what are the top three things that come to your mind that i mean you didn't have us, to think about when fresh yeah for us i would think especially for saltwater for safety pfd number one oh, 100%. has to be pfd it has to be a knife on your pfd too that you never use for bleeding fish or gutting fish or anything like we got ours that just stays on our pfd all the time and that way we know it's always sharp um that here knife? like a yeah oh did we freeze yeah he froze who froze it looks like i froze oh there you okay. go. i'm back <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hardwired in which is weird to me so i apologize it for that might have been us too i don't know we're on no it was me I, I circled out and i'm showing low um low wi-fi anyways keep going uh, i ask you if, it, if you talk about safety nights the nrf nrf y yeah so like something with a blunt tip that you yep. can slide in only sharp on one side kind of deal in case like we run down riggers so obviously if you get tangled up in one of those that would not be a good day no nope. um also for us to like I don't know. I think number two would probably be in the wintertime, like we're fishing now um, in some pretty cold temperatures, like we're 46 degree water temperature and stuff in the wintertime here. Um, dry suits are definitely a must. Crystal has an NRS dry suit. I have a Mustang. Sounds and expensive. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But what's your life worth, really? I guess it's. No, I hear you. I mean, what you guys are doing? A thousand bucks. Like I've I've gone out in the wintertime, and even when it is springtime and it's colder, like I don't want to wear a dry suit. They're, they're hot. They suck. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not fun. Then I get blown up online all the time for not wearing one. But I mean, it's it, it definitely will help save your life if you get into a situation where you're in the water. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I think number three is cell phone. And letting people know we have um, an app that we use. It's called the 360 app. I don't know if you've heard of that, yeah, no. um, but we always tell people verbally where we are going roughly, which beach we're launching from, how far mm. we plan on going out. Um, and we also always check the weather conditions, the wind forecast, uh, the tides, all that before we go out. And if that's all good, we just make sure we communicate and tell someone where we're going. And then we have the 360 app, which it does work out on the water in most of our fishing ground spots. Um, so if Kyle say goes out by himself, I can literally see him on the GPS and see where he is. So if he's drifting out to China, I'm like, okay, I need to call the Coast Guard. <laughs> or if he hasn't moved for a really long time, then I know something's up, um, that sort of thing. It's just another little level of safety. And we do carry the VHF. Okay, I was gonna ask, yeah. Yeah, we carry VHF radio too, or we have one between the two of us, just in case anything happens um we can get in touch with the coast guard and the biggest thing is just staying within your limits i think like if the water looks bad and it looks rough it probably is so just it's better just to stay off i've driven an hour before to go fish took him taking a look at the water and 
turned around and went home yeah. just because the weather report was wrong or I didn't feel like getting wet <laughs> that day and flipping. So, yeah. I mean, you can always, the fish will be there another day. Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable, it's not worth it. No. Yeah. Being on the water and being nervous is a terrible feeling. Mm -hmm. So just save yourself the headache and don't go out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When it happens, it happens fast. <clears throat> Having that self-awareness, live to fish yeah. another day. Yeah. I mean, that's a video guys right there. Yeah. We're just going through all kinds of video ideas right here. Uh, Digs Outdoors, he says, I have three VHF radios. Um, one is in the same model that I have. I did a video on this. Uh, I forget what it's called. Something. I, all I remember is a thumbnail where I had a big tombstone <laughs> sitting on my kayak. Oh, Basically 11 <laughs> kayak fishing mistakes that could take your life or something like that. Um, so safety's key. I, I hate, I hate, people send it to me all the time. Like, oh, did you hear about this? You see this? You know, father, son, go out kayak fishing don't come back. Wasn't wearing a PFD. Same story. It's always, mm -hmm. it always wasn't wearing a personal flotation device. And it's, yeah, it's sad. And, uh, doesn't have to be. There's doesn't usually a couple here that that happens to a couple people every, every year. And yeah, don't be that person. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. <laughs> the ripple effect of that pain lasts yeah. for a long time. All right. Um, look at this. We're coming 10, we're 10 seconds away from an hour. I told you this oh, would go yeah. fast. I got a couple more questions for you. Uh, two questions. We'll start with one that kind of has a, a negative overtone. Um, I saw in one of your shorts that sounds like you're getting some troll comments. Hey, no one wants to watch that. What a waste of money. Buy a real boat. Um, so if you're going to start a YouTube channel, be prepared for this because um, mm -hmm. it, it comes in and sometimes it's hard early on. Eventually you develop a thick skin. You're like, I don't even care. You guys aren't even worth my time, effort. I'm not even going to respond. But walk me through. It looks like this is a way that you helped cope with it because i liked it because the, the short was you named those three things and you did and you picked up this giant salmon you're like ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Uh, so how's that experience been for you i mean there's i think it was mike tyson said it best like <laughs> social Whoa, media is, mike tyson quote all right here we go social media <laughs> has given people i, I don't want to get this quote wrong it's the social media is, quote. oh yeah yeah I know you're talking about it's given people a, an outlet to say whatever they want without having to worry about getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's true. Like we get some troll comments here and there. And I mean, I, it, it's all fun and games. Like I could care less. I'll, I'll engage with it sometimes if I feel like boosting our engagement a little bit and dismantling some trolls. But I mean, at the end of the day, they can say whatever they want to say. It, it doesn't affect yeah. us at all. I mean, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. The funniest is why don't you buy a boat? Like, yes, we get that all the time. It's so really? frustrating because we were going to buy a boat. And we've if people watch our YouTube videos, we've explained that. <laughs> yeah. But we, we were shopping for boats before we and then I found Rob's video on the Marlin with Adam Fisk there. And and it was we, we prefer this way of fishing. Yes. I mean, we got two kayaks, a kayak trailer. Like if we wanted a boat, we'd have a boat. And I think people need to just keep their mouth shut sometimes <laughs> i created a video in response i got that everybody if you're a kayak angler you get that you get that comment a lot so anytime yeah. i was like i'm just gonna create a video it's called 18 reasons kayak fishing destroys boat fishing <laughs> i just anytime everyone makes that comment i just take the link and i shove it in there and i that's that's my only response and so i, I would just say i've used that quite a bit <laughs> over the past <laughs> year now i will say i've noticed this for my personal channel early on you get a lot of trolls but as you start moving to like 20 and where I'm at now, like 31,000, I don't get them much anymore. No. Um, it's really bizarre. And so um, there's probably some psychological reasons why that happens. But I mean, why do we get a boat? Dan says, because kayaks are so much more fun. 100%, Dan. They are. 100%. <laughs> um, there's a couple other comments in here, but I'm not going to read through them. But uh, yeah. It's uh, it's there's nothing like kayak fishing. All right, mm -hmm. I got another question for you guys. I'm just curious about this. Since you catch and cook, what is your favorite way? Because I love salmon. I go fishing on Lake Michigan for salmon. We flay them up. 
freaking delicious. Love mm-hmm. it. What's your favorite recipe on cooking those bad boys? Pokeballs? Is that what for you salmon? For salmon? Oh, for salmon? I mean, we could do pokeballs with salmon. Too. Um, I think that... There's a lot of good recipes for salmon. It's We just tried that... <laughs> I mean, we didn't use sushi grade salmon or sashimi grade salmon. It was just a regular old king salmon. Um, but we actually ended up frying it and it was just a light, quick fry. Basically, katsu. yeah, that sashimi katsu. sashimi katsu salmon. We did a video on it. It was unbelievable. All yeah. Right. It's almost like the equivalent of like a beef wellington, but salmon. If you can what? Imagine that. Yeah, yeah, it's you got me hooked now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was really good. And also, we just started pickling salmon too. What the what? it's it's a good way to get rid of old fish i think i had a oh i did see that video got it three-year-old coho salmon that was in a garbage bag in the freezer and i pulled it out and pickled it and it was unbelievable yeah it was really good yeah so that's definitely a new favorite our kids love it too like we go through a jar in a day yeah so so for your freezer burnt fish yeah pickle it is what you're saying pickle or smoke i think yeah. Whatever keeps the focus off the freezer burn. The freezer burn, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one will ever know. <laughs> oh, I love it. I know how you got your kids to love pickled fish, but um, my tip my hat to you. I'm not sure. Lots of sugar. I mean, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, all right. What else? Last question here for you. Let me see. Oh, I saw a video. I didn't watch it, but there's a title in there. You got fined. Did you get fined <laughs> for fishing, or were you fishing? You got fined for something else. We, it's kind of a little bit of both. So we park our trailer in um, a parking lot on the West Coast in Euclid when we do our salmon fishing in the summer. And the blood trailer. Yeah. So someone thought we were running a kayak charter out of the fishing trailer because it just says KC Kayak Fishing on the side. Oh, there's, no, there's no phone okay. number. There's no email address. It just has our logo. Um, now, I guess she was a little bit pissed off that she couldn't, park her car there to go walk her dog off leash on the beach which is also illegal there <laughs> while okay. we're on the topic so she called bylaw and uh yeah bylaw, bylaw gave, yeah bylaw officer or mm-hmm. whoever is in charge of the the business licenses in the town oh and, she went like yeah okay. she went hard yeah mm-hmm. and gave us a 365 dollars ticket for not having a business license and we were out on the water fishing so we had no idea but my mom brought the the kiddos down to the beach to meet us and she called me when i was out on the water and said you got a ticket it's on your truck windshield and yeah yeah then i had to do a lot of editing there was a lot of i lost my mind (laughs) yeah (laughs) seems like a bit of overreach to just be throwing tickets on what you perceive to be a business that you're not even viewing is yeah, there was a lot of people too that commented on that video that said, "Well, you have a YouTube channel, so technically that's a business." And I'm like, "Do we have to get a business license for every single town that we film in? Like that that can't no. be right." So yeah, they ended up taking the they revoked they it. They revoked yeah. the ticket after. I think sh- I think the person felt a little bit sheepish after we explained that we're just Not a husband and wife team. <laughs> we just film our fishing, and she was like, "Oh, okay." I guess the person who reported it had said that. Um, she saw us go out with like eight other kayak anglers, but it was us and two other fellows that we met at the beach. And they also had their kayaks ready to launch into the water. And we were just kind of chatting with them before we all went our ways. Um, so she just, I guess, assumed that we were running a charter of some kind. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely so. interesting, but they took the ticket away. That, that thumbnail was a bit clickbaity, I think. <laughs> hey, if you deliver on what it says. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you got, we definitely got fined. <laughs> you got fined. Yeah. And yeah. it was oh, that stuff like that irritates the crap out of me. Um, maybe it's just my worldview, but drives me nuts when people meddle. And oh, yeah. you, it's not technically a business because you're not at a thousand subs yet. So you haven't monetized your channel. You're close. Exactly. You might be after the show because I keep getting people saying that they subbed to you and you were you guys were like 998, it seems like. And I we're see so couple, close, guys. I see a couple in here um, that have <laughs> said they've already subscribed to you guys. So yeah, are you close to monetization? Yeah, I think we're I mean on the hours or the subs? Um with subs, we're really close and the hours we got about five hundred to go. Something okay. like that. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know and don't have a channel. You have to have 4,000 watch hours within a given year rolling and 1,000 subscribers. So you guys are on the precipice of being able to monetize, but 
Um, so congratulations. That's a lot of work. That's yeah. A lot yeah. of work. We're hoping, but it, I mean, at the end of the day, we do this because it's fun. We're having it's, fun. It you know what's us- more fun? Doing what you love to do and getting paid for it as well. Paid for it, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Give me that cheddar. <laughs> Dan Desetti subbed. Are you guys over? Where were you at when we first started the show? Nine eighty something. Okay, I'm not sure if we'll get you over over then, but we'll get you closer. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, folks, thank you so much. This is Casey Kayak Fishing, Count Crystal. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, I'm just excited to meet you, and so. Reach out if you have not subbed to their channel, please do that. If you're not subbed to my channel, please help me out and do that. But hit that like button, uh, whether you're watching it through um, KC's channel or mine, helps out with some reach um, afterwards on YouTube. And uh, yeah, check back next week um, on the KFO show at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and we'll have another fun guest for you. So thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for your time. I know you got four kids in another room with grandma, which is amazing. Um, so thank you, grandma, for watching the kiddos so we can steal a little bit of your time. But see you guys next week. Have a fantastic week and I'll uh, talk to you soon. See you. You've been listening to the Kayak Fishing Obsessed Podcast. Kayak fishing is a passion that runs through our veins. And our passion is to talk about every aspect of it, have a blast doing it, and laugh the whole way. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Window Fishing. 